You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on. You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on city radio's midnight hour. Greetings, land lovers, and welcome to the Midnight Hour here on Huron City Radio, broadcasting from the largest body of freshwater anywhere on the planet. I'm Tom Babajomsky, and I'll be your host throughout this special midsummer special, as I've done my time sailing around the shows of Huron City Radio. <laughs> Amateurs. And I'm back on the little gray ship because, well, because it was apparently hard for others to share my spotlight. So now I'm back in my own spotlight, or should I say sunlight, as it's the midsummer special. But then, I guess it's dark, it's the midnight hour, so... Alright, there's no sunlight. Damn it, you know what I mean. Alright, let's hear from tonight's sponsor. Pat's Pickled Pig's Feet Factory proudly presents our new line of Pickled Pig's Shoes. Pumps, stilettos, and jackboots, all carefully fashioned to fit snug on all those severed trotters. Pat's pickled pig's feet. After all, what the fuck else can you do with them? And you know what, folks? This this jar they sent will stay unopened as far as I'm concerned. Jesus, Eric, is this the quality of sponsor you can find now? What's that? Oh, oh right, it, it, Gina. I'm sorry, Gina. Yeah. Uh-huh. What's that? What do you mean? It's it's hard to get sponsors. Oh, after all my other. Oh, look. I just went where I was told. All right. No, Gina. You calm down. <clears throat> sorry about that, listeners. Such a big mouth for an intern. Anyway, where were we? Uh, yes. Oh, tonight, midsummer, when the days are at their shortest. Although every day has the same number of hours as all the other days. I think so. I don't really know why one is called the shortest day. Huh? Go figure. Wait a minute. Do I have that right? Anyway, on with the show, and oh, what a show we have lined up for you tonight. Coming up, the weekly drama, what's on in Huron City and the Greywater area, as well as one of Tom's top tips. But now it's summertime. Oh, my favorite time of the year. My favorite of all five seasons. Yeah, it's hot, sweaty, and full of parties. But enough about my pants. <laughs> enough about my pants. <clears throat> seriously. Oh, seriously, folks. Party, party, party is what it's all about tonight. As that is what is actually happening here tonight on this very boat, on this very show. Now, if Gina has worked out all those complicated buttons in front of her, we should be hearing from the winners of Huron City's Radio Summer Fun Competition, where the prize was to come and have a party with me, Tom Babajowski, right here on the little gray ship, right in the middle of the midnight hour. How about that? Fucking ace! Uh, what's that, Gina? Oh, they're on the phone. You mean they're not here yet? Oh, for fu- Okay, speak to... Okay. <clears throat> Hello, this is Tom Babajowski, and I understand we have the, uh... Competition winners on the line. Is that, uh, is that, is that Kelvin? It's Kevin. Okay, uh, and, and I'm sorry, Joseph? No, Josephine. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you, you don't sound like a Joseph. 
Uh, also, there's a Marty. It's Marlin. Uh, okay, Gary. Gracie. Lucifer. It's Lucas, you plank. Uh, Dozy. Darcy. Jesus, Gina, your, your spelling is terrible. Anyway, uh, welcome to our lucky winners. You must be getting close to the ship by now. It's pretty dark out here. Well, I have some nibbles for you all. Uh, there's a box or two of wine, and uh, the, the keg has some beer left if you, you tilt it far enough. Can't wait, Tom. Can't wait. Love, Love you, Tom. Tom. <laughs> yeah, the gray ship, uh, Lower Lake Huron. You can't miss You're it. the best, Baba Jobski. You rock, you fucking... Well, they sound like my kind of party folk. And here to get you in the party mood is tonight's band, big in the Greywater area and big in their mother's hearts. Here's the ha haberdabber. Haberdabbers. Hasher, Hasherbadasher? What's this? Haberdisher? Here they are, here on City's favorite Haber, Haberdabber News. Two, two, four, five. Master. The needle guides the thread. Puppet and the pastor. Lessons from the dead
Thank you from the Haberdasher. And uh, thank you, Gina, for spelling that out. All right. All right so tonight's phone-in is, well, it's obviously about summer. And what do we all think of when we think of summer? Well, lots of things, probably. And well, some of those things may be uh, summer vacations. Yeah, we all love summer vacations. Uh, summer romances. There's all the uh, summer solstices, summer salts, uh, but I digress, as the best thing about summer is, wait for it, summer music. Yes, tonight's phone-in is all about the sounds of summer, so please call in with your favorite summer song, tell us why it's your favorite song, and I'll go through the extensive Huron City Radio Library and Archive, and well, we'll deliver a sound fest on like nothing else. It'll be like Woodstock, Live Aid, Lulu Perluza, the Boy Scouts Annual Jamboree, all rolled into one right here on the Midnight Hour, huh? Simply call in, speak to Gina, she should be able to put you through, and we'll be spinning discs faster than, uh, faster than an octopus juggler spinning those uh, plates on sticks that look a bit like discs. Anyway, call now. We'll get the sounds of flowing. Same number as always. 909-66-16-515-13. All right, now, uh, just give me a minute. i got to make sure these pizza pockets are ready for my guests. Ah, my fingers. God, bucket. Oh, this is great. They smell perfect. All right, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. Summer songs. Well, bring it on. Yes, uh, Gina tells me we have our first caller on line, uh, on line one. Summer caller, you're through to Tom Babajowski on the Midnight Hour here on Huron City Radio. Hello there, Tom. And who do we have tonight? It's Willie. Willie Newton. Oh, hi, Willie. Calling from up in the tail. Okay, and uh, so... And a little shout out to my children. Yeah, we don't usually do that sort of... Uh, hi, uh, Joe, Benny... Frank, oh, and, and little Addie. Uh, you done? Papa misses you all. Okay, uh, now, uh, Willie, what songs of summer would you like to hear? What summer memories would you like to be recreated via the medium of song? Well, music has always been quite a big part in our family, Tom. My parents and grandparents passed their love of music down, and I always feel a connection to the past. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, what songs would you like me to... Uh, to uh, I think a connection to the past is important, don't, don't you, Tom? Uh, yes, uh, probably is. Uh, so what songs would you like me to play? Okay, uh, well, uh, you know, one of the songs I'm particularly fond of is uh, Summer in the Gulag. Summer in the Gulag. Okay, let me see. 
He uh, searched through the record library. Summers. My my grandpappy used to hum it all the time. Yeah, well, I I, uh, I don't think I have it. Uh, when did it come out? Uh, my grandpappy, he, he was very old, so maybe 1940s or 50s. Hmm. Maybe uh, maybe sing me a couple lines. Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, uh see. Uh, Summer in the gulag, working for a song. We have no need for sun cream. We don't last that long. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm not sure we have that one. Uh, maybe it's. Uh, maybe that's a little too old. Uh, any more you'd like to try? Uh, new shirt on the beach. All right, let's see about that one. Uh, let's see, new shirt. No, I. I, I don't see it. I'm afraid. Ah, well. Uh, how, how did that go? Uh, don't let the sun fall on your backs. Let's all wear our shirts of black. La, 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 la. Il Duce, Il Duce, we love you very much. Il Duce? Yes, yes, you, you have it? Uh, no, we, we don't have it. Uh, when, when was that one from? Uh, around 1936, I think. Uh, you're, uh, you're grandpappy. Uh, where was he uh, from? J just uh, just out of curiosity. He was from Europe. He came over here around 1945. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, oh, oh! How about Bernica in Guernica? What? Watch them falling like a storm. We don't need sun to keep you warm. Hey, what the... What, what, or maybe a Sand in the bunker? Oh, a song about summer golf. We love the beach. We love the beach. Me and Ava. We love the beach. Me and Ava on the beach. Oh. Uh, Willie. W Willie. Yes, yes, Tom? Willie, I, I can't find any of these records. Really? And your, uh, your grandpappy. He, uh, he's still alive? Uh, no, no. He, he died several years ago in his sleep. Uh, under the floorboards. Uh, under the Floor what? Yes, he, he liked to live in the crawl space, just in case. Yeah, always worried about unexpected visitors. Your uh, grandpappy, he wouldn't have been on, uh, uh, how can I uh, say it? Was he on the wrong side of World War II? I wouldn't say the wrong side. Perhaps maybe he liked things going in a different way. Yeah, Willie, I, I can't find any of these records, and uh, if you can find them, Willie, uh, well, I'd just keep them to yourself if I were you. Goodbye. Gina, put him on the block list. Jeez. And no one else from the tail. <clears throat> uh, sorry about that, listeners. Uh, hopefully our next caller will have some proper songs they want to hear. So who do we have next on the Midnight Hour here on, here on City Radio? Hello, Tom. Great to get through tonight. And lovely to hear you, too. And you are? Eloise. Hi, Eloise, and you're here to request your favorite summer songs? That's right. Songs that were made in our lifetime? Well, definitely yours, if not mine, Tom. And these are not songs celebrating fascist regimes? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Wonderful. Well, Eloise, fire away, and let's get playing some songs this summer. Super! Well, I'd like to hear my favorite, Summer in the City. Oh, I love that song. Summer in the city. Summer in the city. Now, let's see. Uh, nope. Don't seem to have it. Really? Summer in the city? Oh, no. Sorry. No sign of it. Um, 
Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck getting dirty and gritty. Ugh, that sounds uncomfortable. You don't know that one? I'm not sure I've heard of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do have a vast collection here at here in City Radio. Seriously? Hmm. I mean, it must be one of the most... <sighs> huh, okay. Any others, you know, uh, like a next favorite one? How about one of my dad's favorite? Summertime Blues. Hmm, yeah, let's see. Nope, I uh, don't think I've seen that one. Do uh, you, you know how it goes? Come on, Tom. Thoroughly you know it. There ain't no cure for the summertime blues. That's a song? Uh, no, I'm sorry. We haven't got it, Eloise. Any others you like? <sighs> the Boys of Summer? Don Henley? Oh, Don Henley! Yes! You know it! Yeah, Don Henley. He had the locksmith shop downtown back in the 80s. No, not that Don Henley. Yeah, true. I didn't think he'd made any records. So you haven't got that one either? Eh, uh, nope. Oh, come on. What do you have? Well, we have loads of them. This is here in City Radio. Okay. Summer Loving from Greece. From Greece? Yes, from Greece. Uh, but I, I don't even speak Greek. Why, why would I have a record from Greece? Ugh. Hotter than July? But it's June. Summertime from Porky and Beth? Porky and who? It's Girthwin. Oh, bless you. <sighs> Summer Breathe? Summer Bees? Oh, I'm allergic to bees. You have any of these records or not? Yeah, we, we don't appear to. I'm sorry, these, these must be really obscure songs. <clears throat> well, uh, thank you, Eloise, with what seems to be your imaginary record collection. Hey, Gina, please do some research before you let anyone else through. What was that? Oh, we have the party people back on the phone. Well, well, yes, yes, put them through, put them through. Yes, people, it will soon be party time out here on the little gray boat as we have our party animals on the line. Hello, Kelvin. Hey, Tom, it's Kevin, by the way. Okay, so you, you must be just about here, I presume? Um, I'm afraid not, Tom. We we appear to be a little lost. We love you, Tom! Party! Oh, okay, so where, where are you? On the lake. We must okay, be well, close, I, I guess. Yeah, you can see the boat, right? Look, Kevin, look! There! Oh, uh, yeah, looks like we can see you. Nearly there! Oh, good, good. I'm, I'm so chug, glad to hear it. Chug, 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 Yes, people, soon we'll be having the summer party of the... Of the summer here with me, Tom Babajowski. So stay tuned and join in the fun from your own homes. I'm sure you could crack open a tin or two, uncork a bottle of vino, stuff some snacks into your guts, party on up and down. All right, up next on line number uh, one. Who do we have next? You're through to Tom Babajowski. Uh, hello, is this uh, Tom Babajowski? Yes, it's Tom Babajowski, like I said. Of the little gray boat, Lower Lake Huron? Yes, of the little gray... Look, who is this? Uh, my name is Ben. How are you today, Tom? I'm okay, Ben. Uh, how are you? Oh, I'm good, 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 Tom. Uh, you got some records you want me to play? Uh, no, no records today, Tom. I'm here to talk about something a little more uh, uh, delicate, Tom. What? Uh, you see, I, I am from a collections agency working with the IRS, and I'm afraid to say that there are some issues with your latest tax returns. Huh? There have been some discrepancies, and you have now fallen foul of the law. I have? 
Yes, but I am here with some good news. How can this be good news? If you pay only $100 today, then the IRS will consider the matter closed. $100? I'd say it beats prison time, wouldn't you, Tom? But, but... A possible five years prison time, a criminal record, and not to mention a $30,000 fine. What the f... Hey, you, you... Well, you could be anyone. How do I know you're really from the IRS? You... You are Tom Babajomsky. Yeah, Babajomsky, that's right. Of the little gray boat in lo- lower, lower Lake, Lake Huron. Lower Lake that's correct. Okay, and, and your social security number it's is... It's number 323-565-943. Right, yes, that's right. 323-565... Uh, uh, what was that last... Uh, Nine... Four, three. three. Yes, yep, Tom Babajowski, Little Gray Boat, uh, Lower Lake Huron. Lower yep. Lake Huron. Boy, yeah, that, that is me. Ooh. Uh, so, look. I see, well. Uh, just just one easy payment of $100, and then uh, you won't hear from us again, Tom. You know, I, I wasn't sure about my new accountant. Yeah, it was someone Eric knew. <clears throat> Why don't you go ahead and uh, be quick with those bank details, and I'll be out of your hair. You won't, you won't ever hear from me again. Did you say that was a $30,000 fine? You don't want to spend time in the slammer now, do you, Tom? Oh, oh hell no. So just give me that long number on the front. I'm I'm too pretty for prison. And we'll get going, yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even do my show from there. Well, look, uh, let's have that number now, Tom. Oh. I'm sorry, what, what was that? Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, here we are. Okay, good, good job, Tom. Good job. Go ahead. Okay, it's four, four, five, nine, one, two, five, four, nine, nine, zero, eight, nine, three, two. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and just that that little uh, little date on the front there. Oh yeah, sorry about that. It's uh, August of twenty four. <laughs> oh, excellent. Excellent, Tom. Okay, I'm just gonna see if that goes through, and uh, oh, just just waiting on the computer there. And <laughs> hello, hello. Did it did it go through? Ben, hello. Are you there? Huh. I I, I guess it went through then, huh? Whew. Well. Well, that looks like I got a good deal there. <laughs> Saved myself a lot of hassle. Wow. Well, now, where were we? Oh, yes, I, I'd nearly forgotten after all that. Summer songs. It's going about as well as a lemon uh, in a lemon in a pancake factory or something like that. So maybe. Oh, I know. I know. Hang on. I think we can. I think we can salvage this summer of silence show we've descended into. <clears throat> All right, <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, who do we have on line? Uh, oh, it's line two. Hi, this is Tom. I mean, uh, this is Tim. That's right, this is Tim. Well, hi, Tim. You're through to Huron City Radio, and what summer song do you want to hear? Well, Tom, my favorite summer song, and there really is no contest here, 
is Summer of the Penguins. Summer of the Penguins, huh? Yes, Tom. Summer of the Penguins. It's a classic. A masterpiece. Pure genius. All right, let me see here. Oh, yes! Yes, we, we have that record! Oh, you do? Oh, and I have to agree, it is a thing of rare beauty. A real undiscovered gem. Also, finally, here it is. And now, listeners, we have one of what might be the ultimate summer songs. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cocktail, unwind, for here is Summer of the Penguins. Never set like you never set in my heart. I'll go back to the land where our love affair did start. Land of fire, souls filled with desire. Where did that day go in Tierra del Fuego? Summer of the penguins, where our passions unfurled. Summer of the penguins, at the bottom of the world. You were fair, you were young. In that bar in Buenos Aires I was bold, I was drunk And we both gave up our cherries You get me swelling down the Straits of Magellan I had to bone you when we got to Patagonia Summer of the penguins in the land of Argentina Summer of the penguins In the nudie I have seen ya But I couldn't make it last Cursed by my dodgy past Oh no, 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 not that bit, it's... It's too sad I'll have this heartache forever and ever I couldn't find you, but then again I'm not too clever So I'll go back to the Summer of the penguins In the land of the midnight sun Summer of the penguins Where our love has just begun Summer of the penguins Summer of the penguins, where our love has just begun. You and me and penguins. Summer of the penguins. Summer of the penguins.
Oh, wasn't that... Wasn't that just great? And you know who that was, no? Ha, that was me, Tom Babajowski. Yeah, amazing. Who knew? Well, I did, obviously. So uh, thanks to Tim for calling in with his excellent taste. And now, uh, yes, uh, I know it's hard to follow that. And now it's time for... Tom's Top Tips. Bum, 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 bum. Well, strip me naked and paint my plums. It's correct, the jingle. It's actually correct, Gina. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Beginner's luck, I guess. Anyway, yes, listeners, that's right. It's time for Tom's Top Tips, the part of the show where I get to offer some worldly wisdom to one of our listeners who's put pen to paper and written, what's that? Oh, we don't have a letter today? Eh, well, then, uh, I guess the only tip I have for you today is to make sure you go out and buy a copy of Summer of the Penguins. Well, you'd, you'd be a total idiot not to. What's that, Gina? Really? All right, sure, okay. All right, fine, keep your hat on. Jeez young people. All right, now on here on City Radio, here on the Midnight Hour, it's uh, time for this week's drama, The Client. I'm sure it's something light and summary for you. Come in. Take a seat, Connor. I have your tea. Thanks, Doc. And you're a little late today. Look, I'm here, aren't I? I haven't missed a session yet. What's the matter? Are you worried that my tea is going to go cold? I was only commenting because it is unusual for you to be late, and... As you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. When something is unusual, you gotta ask me about it. Sorry. Something came up. It's uh, not anything I should be informed about, is it? No. No, nothing like that. Not this time. Uh, Connor, I'm checking in with your parole officer this week. I will find out. So, if you're sure there's nothing you'd rather tell me now? No, I told you, right? It's nothing like that. I just... <sighs> Look, we have four sessions left. Three after this one. You do look a little stunned, though. We did talk about these sessions having to come to an end. Yeah, I know. I guess... I guess it just feels like... Like we just started. You know? It doesn't seem like it's been a year. It's been ten months. Right. And I thought that it's been going well. Like we made progress. Like I'm actually doing what I need to be doing. Well, there is some truth in that. You have come a long way since you first came in, refusing to even believe that your actions had warranted such a long detention. But... But I've listened to you over all those months, and like I said, I have never missed a session. I am well aware that you have been motivated to come, especially since you knew the potential of early release that this therapeutic journey would provide for you. And a chance to change it. At first, early release was all I thought about. And I thought that if I just showed up, if I just turned up in your office, that just coming here would be enough. But it's been hard. And you've actually made me face so many things that I, I haven't even wanted to look at. Yes, it is 
difficult both to look at the things that were done to us and the things that we have done. But I have changed. I'm sure of it. Even if you keep telling me that there's no point system or no scoreboard. Look, we both have a desire for change, Connor. Otherwise, I would not be doing this job. How successful we have been, well, that is still open to some reflection and debate. Why can't you tell me more? Alright, why can't you just tell me what is being said about me? Connor, you know I cannot tell you information I am not aware of. The meetings I am not privy to. But if these sessions haven't worked, then, then what happens to me? Then, like we discussed, I'm afraid there is the potential for you to see out the end of your sentence. <sighs> but these sessions... Okay, the thought of parole, it's... It has given you hope. I know at first, I thought coming to see you was just, just something else I had to go through. Something else to waste my time while I rotted in here. But after our discussions, I felt that maybe there was another way. Maybe I could actually choose a different path. And it is true that once you fully recognized that reform was part of your stay here, and that it could offer you a way out, yes, then you did begin to fully engage with me. What? What now? You got that thing in your voice. And what thing is that, Connor? Where you say one thing, but you mean another. And it's not always good. And now you're going to say something that makes me feel uncomfortable. You're going to say that I'm only searching for the right words that you want to hear in order for me to get what I want. Oh, which is a strategy most common in those hoping for a second chance. We haven't spent the last 10 months simply so you can jump through hoops so you can reach parole. We have been trying to effect... Yeah, I know. Effect a change that would see me able to re-enter society. You said that I was making progress. It is true that we went from you refusing to talk with me about anything to gradually being able to talk about why you were here in these sessions, to be able to admit to the seriousness of your crime. See? Progress. But... I have to be certain that you have reached a level of genuine remorse and understanding, self-awareness, and a change in the sense of who you are. And that is before this work together can be seen to have produced the change necessary for you to be even considered for early release. But how am I supposed to know if I've done enough to get out? <laughs> there is a lot at stake in decisions like this. Who wants a repeat of your crimes? And who wants to be responsible for letting you go to re-offend? Are you saying that you failed? That, that you haven't been doing your job in making me better? Hey, you've made progress. That's a measure of success in itself. There is no success if I'm still stuck in here because you couldn't fix me. Oh, yes. Uh, we come back again to this being someone else's fault. Hey, I didn't ask for this stupid talking bullshit hour. You're lucky, Connor, that you were assigned me in many ways. What? I know many doctors who would have given up on you. Oh, you're just saying that. A young man, out of control, a series of crimes that culminate in wanton and random arson which causes the deaths of two innocent young people and the permanent scarring of four more? Haven't we gone over that? Alright, time and time again. I know that's what I need to do. I show remorse, own up to it. I was so... Young, it was such a long time ago. Which has always been a get-out clause for you. 
Look, I told you about my child. All those things that happened, you said that I was a victim of circumstance. We're all victims of circumstance, Connor. I chose your case from the many offered to me as I felt best suited to help you. We have little time left, so I suggest you think hard on what we need to do in the remaining three sessions to bring about the best outcome for all. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, Doc. Let's get to work. Come in, Connor. Please take a seat. Here's your tea. Thanks. Look, after last week, I've been thinking a lot, Doc. That is good to hear. Would you like to let me know any of those thoughts? I know I can't outsmart you. And I know this isn't about getting something right. Go on. I feel there is a but waiting to emerge. Can you at least give me a little indication of how I'm doing? Of what I need to do to get myself on the list for the parole hearing? What we need to be doing in these last few sessions that's going to help? I... Sense your anxiety, Connor. Oh, that's not exactly difficult, is it? All right, you don't need book smarts and an advanced degree to work that out. And I sense some displeasure with me. Oh, you can. All week, I've been thinking about what you said, about how I'm lucky to get you, but right now, I don't feel very lucky. Continue. You're supposed to help me, and you can't even tell me if your help is working, or what I need to do. I, I mean, I mean... You, you don't need to stop, Connor. I'm fully aware that these feelings of desperation will surface as, as your quest for your liberty could be under threat. What should I do? All right, you want me to cry? Huh? You want, you want me to throw myself on the floor and cry until my heart is beating out of my chest? Well, if that's what you feel like doing, then by all means. There you go again. You won't even give me a clue. What do I need to do? What do I need to say to get them to turn things around in my favor? Look, if I can move away from your feelings right now and give you some factual details about your situation... Right now, that would be really damn helpful, Doc. Right now, all the agencies involved with your case are gathering the information they need in order to make their decision. And, and this... What about information from our sessions? My reports and recommendations are part of the final appraisal of your situation. Once a decision has been made, then another panel, independent of the first one, will objectively look through all the details and records. Oh, God! This is so, so shitty! I can't... I can't do anything. I can't do anything now, can I? To affect the outcome... Two sessions after this, and I'm starting to think, maybe it's all too late. Then maybe we should return to the session. Return to what is going on inside of you right now. You are looking a little frustrated, but also, how shall we say, angry? I'm just... Look, can we just get on and do what we can? <sighs> Come on, you're the educated one. Help me out here. It is good that you are still hoping for help. I don't have a choice, do I? We just gotta keep going. 
Well, I am the right man for the job, even if you are having a hard time with seeing that now. Like all the progress we have made. Yeah, I know. Progress comes after the difficult part. You don't make progress hiding from the truth. Precisely. And if it's bad now, then progress is made by realizing it's bad now. Good. You, you have been taking in more of what I have been saying than maybe I thought. You think so? It's hard to know what someone takes in, especially someone with such a long defiance to believing that these sessions were anything other than an extension of your punishment. Well, they are, aren't they? Aren't they part of the punishment? Well, I guess it is if you call being looked after by the state and giving a chance of redemption after what you've done as punishment. Of course! Of course it's punishment! Being locked up, having to do whatever I'm told? I'm sure most of society, on some level, would be quite happy to not have people like you around. What? Hundreds of years ago, Connor, someone like you would have been burned to death in an act of societal revenge. The balancing of the books. The purging of evil. Yeah, but we're not... it's not hundreds of years ago. Today, many people would see putting time, money, and resources into trying to help reform someone who has killed as a travesty of the law. And they would much rather see those resources build a huge bonfire with you on the top of it, screaming for forgiveness while the flames ate you alive! Uh, yeah, but like I said, it's not 400 years ago. Things have changed. Have they? You think those passions for revenge are not still burning in our civilized worlds? You don't think that most people would still prefer the eye for an eye, a life for a life system of justice? Are you saying you think I should be burned at the stake? Connor, what I think is not important. I can hear something in your voice. You sound... Look, Connor, I was merely offering you a chance to see your situation in perspective, both personally and historically, for... If you believe that me serving you tea and listening to your life story after what you've done, if you feel that that is some kind of punishment, then maybe you do need some perspective. So, perhaps you could be a little more motivated to do the work needed in these last few sessions, just to give yourself a chance of redemption that you are lucky enough to have in a way that your victims will never have another chance to do anything. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, Doc. You're right, you're right, as usual. Let's... Let's get back to the talk. Let's see what we can do here. So, our penultimate session. Yeah, our penultimate session. I did hear of your request. You did? Yes, Connor, but I'm afraid it is not in my power to grant any more sessions. Oh, come on, I don't believe that. You have to be able to. You must have some power. You're a doctor. These sessions will come to an end after the next one. But we can't stop! I know things are going in the right direction. I need them to carry on, just just in case. 
In case of what? You know what? We need to make sure that I'm changed. I get put on parole, you get another tick on your well-done Dr. Stevens chart, and everyone will be happy. I have no need for gold stars, Connor. It sounds like that you are assuming that you haven't done enough and that my report will be somehow lacking in positivity about your prospects. Well, after being given the image of me burning on a bonfire last session, it did get me feeling that perhaps you weren't so confident that I'd learned my lesson. I think we should be concentrating on making the most out of these last two sessions together. But what if these sessions aren't enough? Connor, I cannot predict the outcome. What happens with our sessions after they are done, it is not down to me. Yeah, so you keep saying. Panels, committees, groups of people deciding my fate sitting around a table. That's how it is. You did bad things. This is what happens when you do bad things. You get caught anyway. Exactly. You have to have some feeling of how it's going. It is hard to be certain on whether there is enough evidence to show that if you have really changed or not. That's why these things take time. Do you think you have changed enough? Would you let Connor out? Have you convinced yourself that you would not reoffend? I have no desire to go down this route again. You haven't answered my question, Connor. Have you convinced yourself that it would be safe to let you out? I... I haven't really thought about it like that, I guess. <laughs> really? You don't trust yourself? Now wait, this is some type of trap, right? I'm supposed to say that I'm ready and that I know I won't do anything stupid again. Look, I have always said there isn't anything to get right in here. But you want to know if I think I should be released. Well, if you can't trust yourself... No, no, hang on. Alright, you know that the fire was... It was a stupid accident, alright? I had no idea there was people in there. It is true that the consequences of your actions were accidental, but there was nothing accidental in choosing to start the fire. And before that, you had a series of thefts and assault before you ever became careless with making fires. I had a troubled past. We have talked about it. Many people have had worse pasts, Connor. I was, I was young. Young? You are not as young as some. Don't. Megan Mundy was only 13. She loved animals and desired to become a veterinarian's assistant because already at that age she thought that perhaps she didn't have the ability to be a full-blown vet. Stop. Her cousin Todd had just had the cast of his right arm removed from a springtime fall and was looking forward to a summer of Little League. Haven't you heard me weep and scream for forgiveness right here on the floor of this room? I have, yes. And do you think that makes any difference to them? To their families? Not again. Not again. We have done this. You think you've cried as much as their parents cried? You think you've searched your soul to the depths that they have had to search? I just... You think your sentence of being locked in here is in any way comparable to the sentence they endure day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, second after second? What are you... It's crying and admitting to your crimes Really evidence that you have changed? No, I, I don't... Or has this all been you just playing a part of reformed character so I can put a smiley face under your name on my report? No! No, you know that it hasn't. Will you stop 
messing with my head. Those families won't be very happy with the system if they feel you have been given early release because you have played the system. I didn't make the system. You prefer the burn you on the bonfire system? No, no, of course not. I, I know. I know I'm lucky to have this chance. Yes, I did tell you you were lucky, remember? So what the hell am I supposed to do with these last sessions? What should I do? Right now, I'm all out of ideas, Connor. If you don't know if you can be trusted, then maybe I'll have to rethink my decision. Wait, what? So, so you have come to a decision? And what, now just because you tricked me, you're changing your mind? Well, it's very odd that you think that I have tricked you when maybe your acts of contrition have been to deceive me all along. What's going on? I thought you were trying to help me. Maybe some people can't change. You said that I've changed! Calm down, Connor. Get back in your chair. I'm sorry. Good boy, Connor. Good boy. Welcome, Connor. Welcome to your last session. Yeah, last session. You know, I kind of got used to someone making me tea. It is a constant, just like these sessions, to give you some stability amid all the changes that you have been through. Yeah, I have to admit, the whole thing has become a bit of a comfort. Well, my humble and brief tea ceremony has marked the beginning of each time we meet. Would you... By any chance, have some of the tea that I could take? Just in case we don't meet again. You won't be coming back, Connor. I know, and I've accepted that. Because right now, my approach is to believe that these sessions have been a success. That I have made enough progress, and I will be up for early release. Oh, that is a positive outlook to have. And I had a message from my parole officer. We have a meeting next week. Really? Hmm. I seem to be out of the loop on that one. You know, I was thinking that maybe having some of the tea, once I'm back on the outside, I can look back on these sessions and remember you as, as part of my road to redemption, as it were. Well, that is very nostalgic of you already. And then maybe you were right. Right? In, in what way? That I was lucky to have you. Everyone has been lucky to have me. <laughs> yeah. I guess you've probably helped a lot of people in here, huh? Oh, oh no. This is my first time in such an environment. What, like like in this particular institution? I, I, I thought you've worked for other prisons. I, I bet you make tea for all the inmates. No, you are the first. Wait, what? You are the first one that I've actually come to prison for. What are you talking about? But I was attracted to your situation. Well, the overall situation, to be precise. 
Oh, so, you, so you've worked in, in other secure places, like in a hospital? <laughs> no, not really. Okay, look, I'm, I'm confused here, Doc. Help me out. It's more of a, how shall we say, private practice. My clients seek me out. Oh, I see, like a, like a shrink-for-hire type thing. Charge the big bucks. Oh, I have no need for money, Connor. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, with that suit, you, you always look like money isn't exactly a problem. I get paid in other ways. Wait, what now? For some people, the job itself is its own reward. Right, right. You mean job satisfaction is more important than pay? Something like that. So, how did you end up with me again? In your case, I was made an offer I couldn't refuse. What, what, the, the prison service sought you out? I mean, it's, it's kind of weird that you haven't been in a prison before. Oh, I do not work for the prison service, nor the parole board. But what... What are you saying, Doc? I'm really starting to get confused. I work for society. The social services sent you over? What? No, no, no. The true nature of society. Not the society that seeks redemption and forgiveness. Who's, who's paying you? The true nature of mankind. <coughs> Come on, Doc, you're really starting to freak me out. Just as Megan and Todd were freaked out as the flames gathered and the heat closed in on them. No, no, come on, come on, we've been over this. You've gone through nothing, Connor. You've begged and cowered through these sessions, looking for a way out, trying to hide from your crimes, thinking that a few meetings with this doctor is enough to absolve you of your actions. What are you, what are you talking about? That's why I was asked to intervene. Who asked you? Who wants someone like you back out on the streets? Are you crazy? I, uh, 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 my legs, I can't. What? What's happening? Well, I expect your muscle function is starting to fail. The impulses from your brain to muscle fibers has been interrupted. Doc, what? What? What's going on? You are losing control. Help! Help, do, do something. I expect the power of speech will be the last to go, so I only have a short while left to listen to your cowardly, whining, useless voice. How? 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 What? The tea. Today it had a little extra. Not anything you would have noticed to begin with. You, you, you drugged my tea? Uh, you could put it like that. You're my therapist. You're supposed to... You're supposed to help me, god damn it! Oh, I am helping, Connor. I'm helping redress the balance. This is true therapy. Balancing the universe instead of that of the wishes of a destructive little man. No, stop. Stop. Help. Help me. I can't. I can't lift my arms. My neck. You are at the mercy of your surroundings now, Connor. Just like young Megan and Todd. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get your point. Okay, this is... This is way too unprofessional, alright? This is not a good way to get through to your client, Dr. Stevens. Well, it appears to be working. Yes, yes, it's working. It's working. What do I have to do? I'll do anything. Please stop this. Stop it. I can't move my fingers. Please stop it. Now, why would I want to stop this? You do. You do, okay? Please, this is just... 
Come on, this is some kind of crazy treatment so I can... I can make it up to the world and I'll never forget. Oh, Connor, you misunderstand this situation entirely. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that you believe I have an antidote or that this is part of the treatment. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, of course. Of course, you just had something planned for the final sessions. I... Yes, it's true. This final session was planned before the first had even begun. But you are mistaken about this being for your benefit. Like I said, I work for what society really wants. Please, please, please tell me what I can do. Tell me, tell me. No, 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 please, no, please. Regret, is it? Remorse, wishing things were different? I'm begging you here, man, please, please stop. This is what you are worth now, Connor. No, Dr. Stevens, please, you won't. You won't get away with this. Oh, I wouldn't worry about me. And you certainly didn't get away with it, did you? No. No, they'll, they'll come for you. They'll come to get you, man. That's... Please. No, it doesn't work like that, Connor. It doesn't work like that at all. No, please. Please, no. Please, stop. You... You... In The Client, you heard Jake Buckley as Connor and Daniel Williams as Dr. Stevens. Story and production by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley. Script and editing by Daniel Williams. The Client was recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Media production for Huron City Radio. Well, that was uh, <clears throat> not exactly summary. Jeez. Anyway, now it's time to focus on something a bit cheerier as I take a look at what's on in Huron City and the Greywater area. But you know, today it looked really blue out there. Well, maybe they should call it the Blue Water area. Well, at least for two and a half months out of the year, I guess. The rest of the time, well, it's pretty gray. All right, first up, starting this weekend is the Huron City Farmer's Market. Take a trip to the wasteland next to the abandoned woodchuck processing plant where local producers will be displaying their wares in a variety of makeshift tents or laden onto trestle tables with food guaranteed not to have come from more than 1,500 miles away. So if you like to buy your vegetables from a swarthy man out of the back of an unmarked truck or purchase bread and cakes baked in cat and dog inhabited kitchens, or if you need to have those traditionally harvested scented candles and greeting cards. Held in the Greywater area's farmer's market is just for you. Opens at 3.30 a.m. And for a summer treat, we have fresh air performances in the park with a month-long program of outdoor entertainment. So come along each Friday and Saturday to the, par the, well, the car park, that is, of the Fort Rat Shit Mall and watch whoever turns up with a guitar or maybe some juggling balls, or perhaps somebody telling politically incorrect jokes. There's 
Now there's plenty of spots available, so if you like to make a spectacle of yourself for no particular reason, apply to Terry Balaclava at the Huron City Department of Sanitation and the Arts to get your entry form today. Please apply, it says. They are pretty desperate. And now it's time to take a look at the weather at the bottom of the lake with our underwater weather girl, Wendy Avalone. Wendy? Well, Tom, it's pretty wet down here tonight. And it's pretty hot, too. Phew! I'm turning into a real sweaty Betty. First, a health warning. The current heat wave is released latent toxic compounds from the harmful agricultural runoff that pours into Lake Huron. Expect many displays of floating fish decorating the most virulent areas. You are advised to avoid the lake if levels get too high, but since when did anyone listen to sensible suggestions that are in your best interest if it means not being able to do what the hell you like? <sighs> and finally, due to the good weather, the drunken party-goer exposing themselves ratio is also high, so make sure to shield the kitty's eyes. And right now, I have to take my wetsuit off, as the heat is making me chafe like Billy-O. Back to you, Tom. Thank you, Wendy. Boy, what a wonder. Half porpoise, half pirate. And now another word from our sponsors. Pat's Pickled Pig's Feet Factory. Now offering our sports package for your swine on the go. We have running shoes, rollerblades, and, for a limited time, handcrafted, poly-finished, all-weather, downhill skis. Pat's Pickled Pig's Feet Factory. Because what the fuck else are you going to do with them? Now, like I said before, the less we talk about this abomination in a jar, the better. Now, oh, where have my guests gotten off to? Ah, oh, these pizza pockets have gone cold. I've only got a few left, too. Gina, can you see if they're still on the phone? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll wait. Not like I have an option. <sighs> come on, come on. And let me tell you a joke while we're waiting. Anyway, so there's these two nuns in a bath, see? And one says, oh, was that Gina? Okay, you found him? Great, great, put him, yes, put... Hey, Tom! Hey, Kelvin! It's Kevin! All right, yeah, well, you must be nearly here by now, right? I think so, Tom. We're about 50 yards away. Uh, I'm surprised you can't hear us. Yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty busy here. This is a working radio station, after all. Hi, Tom! Yeah, Tom! Yeah! You must hear that. Uh, no, no. Really? Yeah, yeah, just hang on a minute. Uh, right, listeners, here's the uh, Basher Washers with their song, uh, Blah Blah. All right, let's go see where these party animals are, huh? The year was 1881. And the wagon train moved west across this great nation. And a man lay dying in the desert. Now from his boots to his hat, he lay about 21 feet long. Bit by sleep he was. And in all his greatness, there he lied, suffering in the dirt. 
tatted man walked up to me Said I'll let you die or I'll set you free Said I'll let you die or I'll set you free party on my own 
Not again. Gina, what? I have to do an interview now. Oh. Hairy balls. All right, all right, let's get this done. All right, well, now a warm, sweaty welcome to the Midnight Hour Summer Special for tonight's uh, special musical guest, the Haberdasher. So uh, who's uh, who's joining us here tonight? Uh, we have Speedo this Hi. year. Hi. That is... <laughs> Now, Speedo is a kind of a different name. Uh, you named after the politically incorrect cartoon mouse, Speedo Gonzalez. Yes. I, I never knew why he always went on about carpet installation. Underlay, underlay. All right, and who else? I'm sorry. And I am Robin. Uh, Robin, oh, that of the crime-fighting tights-wearing variety or the sort that eats worms in the rain? Actually, um, a little bit of both. I prefer worms, and I do fight some crime from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> so how many of you are there in the haberdasher? Now, we're a four-piece. And of those four, how many are mus musicians? Uh, none of us. So apart from music, uh, because you're a haberdasher, can I come to you if, uh, if my zipper breaks or if I need new buttons for my peacoat or, uh, I don't know, if I need lace for a bedspread uh, and I may be making, uh, that's the kind of thing you do, right? Certainly. We're all professionals. Uh, professionals, uh, but not professional musicians. Where did you come up with this as a band name? Tell, tell me where this band name came from. The haberdasher is that he's an immortal that has been speaking to us and telling me, uh, telling us stories of his life. So uh, these these songs that we play are his stories that he's told us throughout his long, long time uh, creating magical items for the human race. Throughout different time periods. Yes. And places. Huh. Okay. All right. I, I like you if you're able to to describe your music in three words, just just so our listeners have some idea what you thought you were going on about. So, so that's just three words each, and, and you have to say them in a French accent. Hmm. Oh, it's a eclectic. I would say uh, possibly uh, theatrical and quite very much fun. You, you've not been to France, have no, you? No, you pay for me to go. Let's uh, let's get down to things that listeners really want to hear about. Who in the band has the, who in the band has the biggest, I mean the biggest chip on their shoulder? That would be Daniel, probably. Yeah, Daniel. I would say probably Daniel. Um, that's only because of a small motorcycle accident he had when he was younger. Yeah. No, his uh, his his brother threw a tiny motorcycle at him. Fair enough. Left a little hole. Next question is obviously who in the band could skin the most number of ferrets within sixty minutes? Go. Uh, probably me. Definitely Speedo. All right. Now, boys, if the haberdasher had to perform in an oncoming plague, which one would you choose? Listen carefully. Locusts, frogs, or fish flies? Can we get an all of the above? We've never had an all of the above. But you're brave for taking that on. We have a song called Fear that uh, invokes all those creatures. And yes, it's about all the plagues of Egypt in one song. Seven and a half minutes long. Which is much too long for your show. Uh, let me guess. The haberdasher told you to write that. Yes, Certainly, he did. Yes, yep. Yes, yep. It's actually part of our musical. We have a full-length musical that we've written as well. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that next time. Have you ever had a gig in unusual conditions? Certainly. I mean, yes. Expand on that. This is a talk show. Talk to me. Okay, elaborate for that. The most unusual show we ever played was, Speedo. Oh, we went to, we played a show uh, for a, a sex and bondage uh, oh, group. Yeah. We were asked to come and play outdoor music at a festival, which was quite an experience. Was it at a hotel? It was in an old abandoned hotel. Oh, actually, motel. Yeah. Excuse my yeah. collection. 
You know, that kind of reminds me of the time I was keeping goats for an old woman in the Loire Valley after falling from a helicopter during routine crop spraying in the Mastiff Central. There was always a weekly dance where the peasants would dance around a circle of brie large enough to be carved into a carousel. I'll never forget those days. Or the smell of ripe brie clinging to the maidens as I danced the dance of the lonely goat barber night after night. Oh, that was such a glorious spring. Oh, sweet bliss. Oh, my goodness, I'll never forget. Anyway, uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, have you ever herded animals with horns in a beautiful valley before? No, but we've played some on TV. What about maybe just in a field somewhere? I mean, if they're willing. Well, haberdashers, if any of our listeners out there enjoy your uh, blended cacophony, uh, how on earth can they find you? Uh, we are at thehaberdashermusic.com. Uh, you can always find us there. We're on Facebook. Haberdasher. Twitter has a the one haberdasher. Yeah. We're also on Instagram. It's the number one haberdasher. Twitbookface.com. Okay, uh, it's just all gibberish to me, I'm afraid. All right, well, thank you, Speedy and uh, Bobby, for coming on. I wish you well with your haberdashery uh, store and, and your uh, sideline and music. Uh, Thanks. And by the way, say hi to Craig. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And you're yeah. doing a great job, uh, Mr. Baba Jobski. We really, uh, we really appreciate what you do for the, the masses. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to do my part. That's all. Thanks for coming on to the Midnight Hour. Appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Bye. Wait, uh, guys, you didn't have to see a boat full of raucous partygoers recently, did you? Uh, yeah, about 45 minutes ago. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, maybe they'll get here soon. All right. Thanks. Thanks, gentlemen. Bye-bye. Bye. Right, now, where are those people? Huh? What? Professor A.V. Moore. All right. Here's Professor Blah Blah with his insightful yada yada. Gina. Gina. Come on, Gina. Get him on the phone, please. Did you know that subatomic particles, known as neutrinos, have shown experimental evidence of being able to break... Einstein's universal speed limit and travel faster than photons. To put it another way, they travel faster than light. Like in that movie with Harrison Ford and his pet Saint Bernard and he says pinch it all the time. So, I say, we make a neutrino power laser beam and the laser receiver and we join the international laser tag competition in Reno, Nevada. Our neutrino guns fire quicker than their laser guns, giving us the much-needed advantage that we can use to win the lifetime supply of tapioca pudding for first prize. Yeah, yeah, good stuff, Professor. All right, I have our uh, party guest competition winners on the phone. Surely they must be here by now. Hello? Hello, are you, are you there? Tom, we can't find you. You can't find the boat? Well, I thought you said you were near the boat. No, we're on the boat. We just can't find you. Where are you, Tom? What do you mean you're on the boat? Yeah, but but we can't find... Uh, what room are you in? I, I gotta say, this boat's a lot bigger than I thought it would be, and I, uh, I didn't know you had so many people to help us get on. People to get... The clams clackers are you talking about? These other cool people. Nathan, uh, Kathy... Who? It, it's their boat. I, I never knew you broadcast from such a new, like, yacht. What? I don't. I, I'm on a little gray uh, ship. You're not here with uh, Kathy and Nate? No, of course I'm not fucking there with Kathy and Nate. Oh, then uh, we must be, uh, we must be, uh, must be on the, on the wrong, wrong boat, boat, I guess. Come on, Kev, party! Party! Jesus, wept. Uh, we'll see you later, Tom, maybe. Hey!
So, party, party, party. Guess I'll put these pizza pockets back in the freezer. There's always next year, I suppose. Oh, you know what that music means. Uh, what's this? Grow a full head of... Mm -hmm. Never feel ashamed of that shiny dome again. You know, formula. Goat feces? Vitamin J? Oh, <clears throat> sorry, folks. That's, uh, that's not it. Other side. As if I had ever existed. And as if I had ever existed. The trees kept on growing. The fish kept on swimming. The birds kept on flying. The people keep on dying. I grew up. And everything grew up too. But people recognized them. And ignored me. My world consisted of me myself, and the fantasy of being someone else. Surpassed by my own findings, I became a stranger among foreigners. As if I had ever existed, I shall pass the same way. How could they not have found my boat? There's never another boat out here on the lower lake. Well, you've been listening to me, Tom Babajomsky, on the Midnight Hours Not-So-Fucking-Special Summer Special. Well, a big thank you to all the callers who tried to make this show something good, but apart from Tim, I wish you hadn't even bothered. Uh, well done to those young men from the haberdashery for providing the racket for this week's show. And of course, as usual, a big, big thank you to our sponsor, Pat's Pickled Pig's Feet Factory, because, well, as you say, what the fuck else are you going to do with them? How about not putting them in a jar for starters, huh? Weirdos. <sighs> I guess I better open this box of wine. Can't let it go to waste. Party for one, that, that's okay, right? What's that, Gina? Phone for me? <clears throat> Hello? Greywater Area Bank. Yeah, this is Tom Babajomsky. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, that's right. <laughs> no, I did not order 24 brand new Scud missiles recently. What the hell would I want with 100 landmines? Within the last hour? Oh, look here, I never... Oh, the, the vat of Aunt Jemima's maple syrup. That's mine. But a military-grade submarine? You sure you have the right account? Four four five nine. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh boy. You have been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with Tom Babajomsky. You've heard the voices of Tom Babajomsky, Jake Buckley, Emily Coggle, and Stephen Kenny, with competition winners Ty Scott Gates, Lexi Downey, Jordan Smith. Alyssa Porta and Sadat Hussain. Tom's Top Tips jingle was sung by Giovanna Agreco. Thanks also to our musical guests, the Haberdashers. Summer of the Penguins was written by Daniel Williams and performed by Tom Babajomsky. 
The show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Bobajowski, Jamie Leslie, and Stacy Jowett. Production and editing are by Daniel Williams. The Midnight Hour is recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Media.